0: Welcome to another episode of Kids Talk Sports with Mason. Before getting into today's episode, I want to share a funny story with you. Well, at least it's funny now, but it wasn't funny then. So I was watching the Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State uh, men's basketball game, the Final Four game, and there was like a minute to go and I was getting so excited. And then uh, I was watching it on Hulu and Hulu glitched out and I couldn't get the channel to work. It was like a worldwide thing with Hulu because a lot of other people were mad of Hulu. So I couldn't see the game, and I went on the ESPN app because it gives me, like, a play-by-play, but I couldn't, like, watch it, and I was looking, and then all of a sudden I see that San Diego State won 72-71, and I'm like, what happened? And then my friend Josh texts me and's like, oh, my gosh, did you see that buzzer reading? And I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't even know what happened. And then And then um, I look it up and I see it and San Diego State hit a buzzer beater, but I couldn't see it because Hulu wasn't working and it like glitched out. So that that was a little funny story that I wanted to share with you about the game before we get into today's episode. So without further delay, let's get into the episode. Hello, my name is Mason, and I will be your show host on the Kids Talk Sports Podcast. The Kids Talk Sports Podcast is all about sports. I will talk about baseball, basketball, football, and more. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Kids Talk Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we will be talking about the men's and women's Final Four. So let's get into it. So... The first topic we'll be talking about is the women's uh, two uh, final four NCAA tournament games. So, the first game that we will be talking about is the um, number two seed Iowa Hawkeyes versus the number one seed South Carolina Gamecocks. And uh, Iowa came into this game 30 and six, and South Carolina came into this game 36 and 0 and were undefeated. So, the final score of this game was Iowa 77 and South Carolina 73. And I just wanted to discuss like some key things of why like Iowa won. So Iowa had uh ten turnovers, which is for like college uh basketball. That's kind of okay, but that's also pretty big. But South Carolina had fifteen turnovers, so I think that really affected the game a lot. Um, two out of five of the South Carolina starters did not score and their best player Aliyah Boston got two fouls really early in the game so she was sitting for like a lot of the game and almost the entire game so um I think that was a big factor um why South Carolina lost but um I didn't I I didn't think that they could still keep it close but they did and um so Iowa um Caitlin Clark on Iowa scored 41 points and she is I think the best player in uh, women's college basketball. She had forty-one points. Um, She was like, she was probably the biggest factor. They were South Carolina was trying to guard her all game, but they just couldn't stop her. She kept shooting a lot of threes. She uh, and they went in. She was blowing by people, driving to the hoop. So that is uh, that was like I was key player in that game. And then South Carolina's key player was uh, Zia Zia Cook. She had twenty-four points and kind of carried the team to um keep them in the game and during the game uh caitlin clark was on um raven johnson who's on south carolina and they were backing um the like in the entire iowa team was like backing off of her and caitlin clark wasn't even looking at her and, and completely guarding another person so they left they were leaving a lot of people wide open to shoot threes and they kept shooting them and they didn't really make them but uh South Carolina had a bunch of size over Iowa, so they kept getting a lot of uh, offensive rebounds and scored off of that. But um at the end, kinda what kept it close is that uh Raven Johnson, who they were leaving wide open, uh actually did start making threes. I think she made three or four. So that was a big key, but obviously South Carolina uh didn't pull out the win. And then also, um, Iowa's center Monica Sonano uh also played really well. She had eighteen points and uh she that Caitlin Clark, when they did pick and rolls, uh, Caitlin Clark, she, Monica Sonano was wide open and they just found her wide open. So that is why, uh, that's why I think that Iowa won. And so Iowa will play in the championship game on Sunday. So, and then the, uh, the next game that happened in the women's, uh, final four was, um, LSU versus Virginia tech and LSU, had 79 points and Virginia Tech had 72 so LSU did win that game. And LSU's leading scorer was Alexis Morris. She had 27 points and Virginia Tech's leading scorer was Elizabeth Kitley who had 18 points and um Virginia Virginia Tech four out of their five starters had um more than 10 points. They made nine three-pointers. They made a lot of three-pointers especially because LSU only made three three-pointers and they missed like 10 of them so uh they weren't they weren't shooting very well but they were getting into the paint, getting offensive rebounds. Um Angel Reese had twenty-four points for LSU. She was getting a lot of rebounds. And uh um at the start, so like the first quarter, LSU was looking really good. I think they were up by like nine. And then it kind of turned around and Virginia Tech was was on fire in like the third quarter and LSU went into the fourth quarter down by nine and they kind of turned it on and went on a deep run. And They eventually ended up winning that game by seven, and uh, Virginia Tech made a lot of threes in that um, fourth quarter. and Well, especially the third quarter, uh, they made, like, a lot of threes, and then there was, like, there's, uh, if you don't know, so there's, if you don't get, if you have the ball and you don't get the ball across uh, the half-court line within 10 seconds, then it's a violation, so the other team gets the ball. And Virginia Tech was walking up the court, and their coach was calling a play. This was in, like, the fourth quarter, and they got a 10-second call on them, and that was kind of crucial because that, like, lost them a possession where they could have scored, and uh, they could have probably won the game. But so – and they had – both teams had a lot of turnovers, so that was kind of – a lot of – team. both teams were turning the ball over a lot, so that was a big factor in this game. But LSU did win by seven, and that is why uh, they – I think they won because they also – they played really aggressive defense in like the fourth quarter they uh Virginia Tech played a really good zone defense that stopped Iowa um, stopped LSU a lot so that is that was the second final four game so the championship game in the women's NCAA tournament will be uh the 3 seed LSU Tigers versus the 2 seed Iowa Hawkeyes and my prediction is I think LSU is going to upset Iowa I think a lot of people I'm thinking that Iowa is gonna win because Caitlin Clark it won AP Player of the Year in women's college basketball. She's really good. I think LSU is gonna pull it out though. I think they're just bigger. Um, they have like they have good size like South Carolina does, and South Carolina got a lot of offensive rebounds and scored a lot of and ones in the paint. So I think if LSU can use that size and they can uh, they can shoot pretty well, which they didn't in the in the lsu versus virginia tech game and they still won by seven if they can shoot very well i think that this could be a really good game i think lsu will pull it off though and i think kaylin clark will have like 30 points probably i do think lsu will win 72 to 67 so that is my score prediction and my national champion prediction for the women's ncaa tournament so now we will go to the um men's side of the um ncaa tournament so uh the first game that happened was the number 9 seed Florida Atlantic Owls versus the number 5 seed San Diego State Aztecs so this game was uh very this was a very good game it came down to the la- last second shot it was is a it was a, uh, a game winning shot the score ended up being San Diego State 72 and uh, FAU or Florida Atlantic 71 so Florida Atlantic had um 10 turnovers and San Diego State had eight. So I think Florida Atlantic maybe had a little bit too many turnovers like down the end of the game. But also Florida Atlantic did get into big foul trouble. Their center had like four fouls, I think. Uh, Their best player, well, their best player that played their best in that game, Elijah Martin, also had like four fouls. He also had 26 points. He was their leading scorer in that game. And then both of the teams made nine three-pointers, it was more Florida Atlantic making they made a lot of three pointers in the first half. So that was good by them. And then uh San Diego State made a lot of their threes in the second half. So that's that's kinda what kept them in the game because Florida Atlantic had a big lead. They had like a 10 12 point lead. They went on a like fourteen to two run and they were up by um they're up by a good amount at like halftime. And San Diego State just stayed in the game the entire second half. They they kept it to, like, 10 points, and then they went on a run with about, like, seven minutes to go. And they and then they just stayed in the game, and it came down to a last-second shot. And Matt Bradley was San Diego State's leading scorer with 21 points. And it, the game-winning shot was a two-pointer that he made. Uh, Lamont Butler hit the game-winning two-point shot that was made with um zero seconds to go. So congratulations to San Diego State and Lamont Butler he made a really good shot down the stretch and the uh it was San Diego State had their worst possible shooting worst possible like scoring lineup on the floor when they hit that game winning shot so that was pretty uh surprising that was pretty funny cuz they had they had their least amount of scores their like worst lineup in and uh like their worst lineup, uh, scoring wise, and then and then they hit a game winning shot, so that was uh pretty surprising by San Diego State. And then the second game in the men's tournament was uh the number four seed UConn Huskies versus the number five seed Miami Hurricanes, and UConn had fifteen turnovers. They did end up winning seventy three to seventy two to fifty nine, so they did end up winning at thirteen, but they did have fifteen turnovers. I think that was a lot. Miami only well Miami had 9 but they had 6 less than uh Yukon. Uh Yukon's leading score was Adama Sinogo who had 21 points and Miami's leading score was Isaiah Wong who had 15 points. I think Yukon Yukon got has a lot of depth. I think they will definitely win the national championship, but I think they have a lot of depth that they could go deep into their bench and get a lot of scoring. Um their I think their best player, well definitely their best shooter, uh Jordan Hawkins. Um, was like a little bit, he had like an illness like two days before or something, he missed practice. Um, But he came came into the game feeling good and he drained a lot of threes. So that definitely helped them because if he wasn't a factor in that game, I definitely think Miami definitely could have won that game. But Miami did get into foul trouble. Um, They weren't at their best scoring. And a funny moment in that game was their starting point guard, uh, Nigel Pack, who scores, who shoots the three really well and scores a lot of their points. Um, his shoe broke on a play, so he had to sit on the bench while they found him another uh, another pair of shoes, and they still couldn't find it for like five minutes. And th- there was this one guy who they showed on the broadcast who was like running back and forth trying to get the shoe, and finally he came back, and I think that I it looked like it definitely did affect him because he was not really a factor after he came back with different shoes. So that was just a weird moment in that game. Um, so UConn, made nine three pointers in that game, so they were shooting really well. But Miami also made seven three pointers and they made their three pointers kind of down the stretch. And they still lost by thirteen though. But um so that so that is why uh I think UConn won. They played really aggressive defense. Um they ran out fast breaks. They broke Miami's press pretty well when Miami tried to press a little bit. They broke it like in two seconds and then they got a alley dunk. It's crazy. That's it really well how they um broke it so my national championship prediction for uh the men's side of the bracket is um yukon versus san diego state is going to be the championship game i have yukon winning in a close battle but i think it's gonna be 84 to 79 uh yukon so pretty a decently high scoring game so that is my uh championship prediction for the men's and women's tournaments and then just some players to watch out for in both championship games so, um, in the champ in the women's championship game for LSU and Iowa, uh, two players to watch out from Iowa is Caitlin Clark definitely, and then Monica Sonano, their center who c- it gets open a lot on pick and rolls. Those are two players to watch out for, um, for Iowa. And then for LSU, um, Alexis Morris, their point guard, and Angel Reese, their center, who can get a lot of rebounds. Alexis Morris can shoot really well. Those are my two players to watch out for for LSU. And then for the men's side. My two players to watch out for on UConn is, um, Jordan Hawkins he shoots the three really well, and then also Alex Caraban, who, um, uh, I think they will be watching out for Adam Sonogo. He is also a very good player, but I think Alex Caraban could have a surprising, really good game. He can definitely he can shoot well too. He can drive. He can play as a big man. Um, so th- those are my two players to watch out for for um, UConn, and then my two players to watch out for San Diego State is. Lamont Butler, he had a very good game. He hit that game-winning shot. And then um, uh, Matt Bradley can really fill it up from deep. He can drive. He can play power forward. He can he can do all of it. He's a really good shooter. Um, so those are my two players to watch out for for San Diego State. And then once again, my national championship, my national champion predictions. For the women's side, I have LSU. And then for the men's side, I have UConn. So those are my... Final four, those are my final four reviews and my champion predictions. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.